We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We got plenty of NBA news to dive into today, including a trade. That's right. Came out just before we started recording this show. We got a trade to discuss, a number of other things, some important news, some injury stuff to get into, an NBA GM throwing surprising amounts of shade. Crazy stuff going on in the league. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Cheap plug real quick. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications and smash that like button. Keith, I, I don't even want to hit the drop for this trade. Like, yeah, I, just, it's, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, it feels a little uh, misplaced to have fun with what is essentially an accounting move uh, more than, than anything else. So uh, <clears throat> we knew Kevin Porter Jr. would not be on the Houston Rockets this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were either going to trade him. That had been reported uh, weeks, if not a month or so ago. Uh, and we knew if he wasn't traded that they were probably going to waive him at the end of the preseason. Uh, there was a slight possibility they'd keep him around let the entire process play out and see if his contract would get voided. Uh, Somebody very aptly asked, why didn't the Rockets just do that? My guess Mm -hmm. is there's a, you know, that's probably still pretty unlikely that his contract gets voided. Um, You know, unless he was like in jail and unable to provide the services that he was signed for. Mm -hmm. So my guess is the Rockets said, let's just get, be done with this where we're going to get rid of them and move on. So, Terms of the deal, Kevin Porter Jr. traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, along with two second-round picks. It's a 2027 uh, Timberwolves pick and a 2028 Bucks pick. Uh, from the Rockets to the Thunder, the Thunder are sending back Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Uh, the Thunder, it's already been reported, will just waive Porter Jr. So they're going to eat a cap um, hit for this year of about $15.9 million. It's 15.86 million and then they will eat uh one million for next year that's how much porter was uh guaranteed for Mm -hmm. there is always the potential the nba could go back and void the contract at that case all that money would come off the books for the thunder but i I think this is just more likely going to be he's waived and he's gone uh oh go ahead junior we should mention was this is uh, an assault issue with that's that's what's going on here. There were Correct. allegations of assault um, against him by, I believe, it was his girlfriend. And 
Um, and so that's what what all of this is what led to uh, to yep. him being being moved here. Um, how much money ultimately are the are the Thunder eating in this compared to what they're sending out with Oladipo and, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Yep. So what would have happened? They would have had about ten point three ish million on the books uh, for the combination. You know, Oladipo and Robinson Earl. That's about nine point five. It's closer to ten point four million. Nine point four five for Oladipo, and then one point nine for Robinson Earl. They're bringing in fifteen point nine, so they're gonna they're gonna eat about four million dollars extra or so. But they are, as it stands today, let me just get down there. They're fifteen point five million under the luxury tax, so they'll still be over ten million mm-hmm. away from the luxury tax line. They, they've they are still plus one um, on their roster after this right. trade because, uh, you know, they're technically plus two, but they're going to waive Porter. So uh, there's still going to be one more waiver to come uh, and it will be a waiver of somewhat of comp consequence because you know the guys they're down to are are uh, now more players that they really like um would you know presumably like to have on the roster so we'll see with that the rockets are actually going to go to being plus one um on the roster i i think it'll be oladipo who gets waived uh some have pushed back on that and said it won't be that they're probably going to keep um keep uh him around for matching salary in a future trade but but i don't really know i you know we'll, we'll see so i think there is a um you know chance that it is uh you know that it gets um that it could be robinson earl maybe it's somebody else mm-hmm. i kind of doubt it but but we'll see so from the thunder perspective they essentially they're they're robinson earl and victor oladipo were going to be waived they were going. They were going to be waived. They were going to be roster spot casualties here, and so effectively, what the and again, Kevin Porter Jr. will not be on their roster. He's being waived too. Effectively, all this comes down to is they're paying four million dollars for a couple of second round picks, which yep. is not bad. Exactly I mean, look, the the, the, La- the Lakers paid over four million dollars just to move up seven spots in, in the yep. second round. So that's that's a pretty good value for for OKC. Now that how many draft picks they have that's 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 another discussion like maybe there's diminishing returns but uh but then for the rockets you're you're saving a little bit of bit of money and maybe we'll see what they do maybe you get a player that you decide that you're going to hang on to whether it's jre or or victor oladipo maybe they pick up something there as well so uh, again if you add a player that maybe at some point becomes part of your rotation regardless of which guy it is and you save yourself a little bit of money Plus, you get this this headache off of your roster. Now, now they can just wash their hands of it and be done. That's apparently that's worth a couple of second round picks for for the Rockets in terms of value. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think if you're the Rockets, you're looking at this as we're done. We got rid of it, and to some extent, the we paid the price to shed Kevin Porter Jr.'s contract. Mm-hmm. And if they keep Robinson Earl, I. It's weird. I like him as a player. There's just no real room for him in Houston either. So maybe he is the one who gets waived and maybe they just tell Oladipo, hey, rehab on our dime and mm-hmm. we'll figure out a trade later if there's one to be made using you know, you or or just using your contract. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Because the challenge for Robinson Earl is this team's loaded in forwards, in forwards yeah. who need to play, right? You've got Jabari Smith Jr. You now have Dylan Brooks in the mix. They'll probably both start. You have Tari Eason. You have uh, Jay Sean Tate. You have Jeff Green uh, coming off the bench. You, you've got a lot of guys um, there in Houston. This is not the Rockets of a couple years ago. And I didn't even mention Cam Whitmore, 
who is going to factor in somewhere as a you know first round pick, a guy who many thought was going to be a high lottery pick. So that that does run into it a little bit there with Robinson Earl. There may not be a roster spot for him. So so we'll see, um, you know, kind of how that comes together. But I think for the most part, we're in a spot where, yeah, you're right, Houston. They paid two second round picks just to be done with the Kevin Porter Jr. situation. And I get because I've been seeing a lot of stuff going around Twitter where people are like, did OKC really need to do this? This feels a little gross. Right. Um, I think there is a a assumption of he probably wasn't going to see his contract voided. This was probably going to be a situation where he got paid one way or another well, anyway, meaning Porter Jr. Okay, so, but like, like the, let's let's talk about that real quick. Because like, yeah. if this, and I'm assuming this is because it's going to take a while for the legal process to to play out. Because otherwise, and again, I've said this many times on the show, I believe you're innocent until proven guilty. If it turns out he's guilty of this, what do? how do you ever void a contract if this doesn't warrant voiding your contract? Well, that's the issue, right? Is So what's happened in the past, unfortunately, these things is a lot of times these charges don't end up going anywhere. And it just came out yesterday. They already dropped one of the charges against mm-hmm. Kevin Porter Jr. because of insufficient evidence to support it. So if if these things don't go far enough, or let's say the punishment is, it's akin to you, you pay a fine and you have to undergo some counseling and you're on a probation period or something mm-hmm. that doesn't mean jail time. Well, then if you're Kevin Porter, just like anybody else would say, well, hey, I'm eligible to work. Like, right. like, like, let me go to work. And then it becomes a whole thing. And I, and, and, you know, I very much try to say, stop comparing all the rest of us, average working guys to professional athletes. Cause they're not the same world. Right. As far as like, if I, you know, it, you know, I'll go anywhere. My job sends me if I'm making, you know, $40 million. Yeah. Well, it's different, right. It's they're different worlds. So it's not the same thing as if, you know, you or I got in trouble and then showed back up like, Hey, I'm not in jail, so I want to work. Mm-hmm. It is a, there is a different different thing here, but the NBA is very cautious in the MBPA on the other side because what they have to do is you have to be very careful of what warrants voiding a contract. And I get it because I'm with you. Like Kevin Porter Jr., as far as I'm concerned, everything we know right now, barring some more evidence that comes out that hey, this wasn't what it looks like it is. Right. But if it comes out, looks like what it is, see you later. You don't need to be in the league. I feel the same way about Miles Bridges. We've covered that. You know, they are in the league, so we we you know cover it as such. But I think the the reality is where do you draw that line? Right. Is sure. you know, and I get it. It's very easy to say, yeah, you hit your partner. There, that's a very easy line to draw. What if it's not quite that? You know, what if you you know smashed sure. up their car? You know, and you didn't do do the other you know violence against them as a person, like then you know, and that's the challenges the league. You know, well, what if a guy gets in a fight in a bar, you know, and punches somebody? And then you you could have a team be like, you know what, we actually owe that dude forty million dollars, and he's not good. But yeah, void the contract, right? And that's why that's where this all becomes a whole thing. Obviously, if he was sent to jail and could not provide services for the contract that then becomes very cut and dry of Correct. Not, it's no different than if james harden didn't show up of his own accord 
right? That that's you're not providing the services you're being paid to provide. So the contract becomes you know voided in that sense if that's the route the team wants to go down. So yeah, I th- my guess is that's why Houston said. Let's just get get out of this. Be done. You know, Oklahoma mm-hmm. City's like, hey, we can just waive them. And if by chance, you know, two, three, six months from now, the contract becomes voided before it would have expired anyway, then fine. We'll deal with whatever it is then. If not, you know, we're, we're content to just eat this, you know, dead money on our on our books as we've been doing for the last few years in several of these transactions we've done, and off we go. Yeah. Right. 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 That. That uh, makes sense. Um, and, and again, this would there would need to be a trial. There would need to be evidence presented. He would need to be found guilty. All all of that sort and of we stuff all know that would have, would have to take, that. and that takes a long time. Yes. Yeah. Right. That that is a, a long process. Um, so uh, to put a bow on on this topic, the Thunder now have uh, a total of twenty two second round picks and fifteen first round picks in the next seven years. That's insane. Uh, at yeah. some point, like, of course, the thought is they're going to combine all of these assets into uh, a superstar trade or trades, depending on, you know, how the val- how these picks wind up being valued. But at some point, do we look at this like, like I talked about this before, like the dude that drafts like two or three tight ends in fantasy football and then tries to trade them away to people and the rest of the league just looks at him like, well, you kind of have to trade these guys, even though other <laughs> yeah. people need tight ends too. Like everybody knows that OKC, there, there are nowhere near enough roster spots to use all of these picks. So is that going to be an issue on the on the trade market where teams know OKC, they have to move some of these picks at least? Yeah, I mean, it, it's already happened to the Thunder, right? I mean, we saw a couple of years ago, they tried to trade up and teams were like, no, nah, we're good. Like, I don't want yeah. all that. And then a couple of years later, they were able to, to do it. So it's just finding the right team. My guess is what will happen is they'll eventually land in a spot where either direct in a one-to-one trade or a multi-team trade where they route draft picks to a team that is draft pick poor because they've mm-hmm. made kind of an all-in move. And they they either get something from that team direct or it's, like I said, a multi-team trade where there's, you know, players and picks moving around on all sides and that's how how they they shed some of these because yeah you're absolutely right you cannot use 37 draft picks in seven years you one you can't possibly roster all of them especially i mean we just talked about it they're gonna have to cut a player that they at least somewhat like and when i say cut i mean either wave or trade right they're gonna have to get rid of a player um, that, that they at least somewhat like still, even after this deal. And what happens in these situation is now you're going to add 37 more picks over the next seven years. Yeah. And some of the guys on the roster, of course, will not be around two, three, four years from now because they'll have moved on. They'll go other places. But yeah, there, there's going to have to be some major consolidation reckoning that will come uh, for Sam Presti and the Thunder. I just, they're just not there yet, right? And that that'll be, you know, they'll they'll figure it out. Or what they'll do is every time they want to make a trade, they'll all of a sudden it'll be like, and this second round pick, and this second round pick. It kind of be right. the, the cherry on top of the Sunday of you know, all right, it's a very minor trade, but just to push it through, we're we're sending off a second. Well, and you know what? Maybe they catch the right team at the right time, like the Jazz sure. did with the Rudy Gobert trade. You never know um yeah. what, what may happen, but just Everybody can see what OKC is doing. Everybody can see that they can't keep all of these picks. And so I do wonder how that may affect some of the value 
of those picks moving forward. But we'll Here see what Sam Presti can do. Something that I want to keep an eye on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog's going crazy with a toy in the background. <laughs> um, I want to keep an eye on. We've got all these teams that are going to be at least for the next three, four years battling, facing the second apron, um, what we've mm-hmm. been calling the super tax, and struggling a little with, all right, we're going to have to fill out our roster only with draft picks and, and minimums. Do the Thunder start saying, uh, hey, what about a future protected first even for two seconds? Yeah, you know, want to do something like that, and that's how they, they'll, they'll be in prime position to start taking advantage of some of those teams in those spots where it's like, man, we got to fill seven or eight roster spots because we've got you know mm-hmm. five guys who make twenty-five to fifty million dollars on our roster, and we're way up and over that second apron, and there's only so much we can do with minimum signings. So let's get some of these guys on these, uh, you know through second round picks, we can use the second round pick exception and go from there. So I wonder if that's what we start seeing is the thunder. That's how maybe they start moving some of these picks where you're kind of taking, all right, we get these two seconds. Maybe, you know, they turn into something really good. You know, it turns Mm -hmm. into a, you know, the 15th pick in the first round or something like that. And and I think that'd be an interesting way to start kind of hammering away your excess picks. That's a good thought. That, that would be a, a nice strategy, I think, for OKC to pursue to try to turn some of this quantity into quality. And, and we'll see if they're able to execute something like that. Um, yeah. We have seen a number of moves around the NBA, some some signings that are you know meant to funnel players to the G League. We saw the Bulls, though. We a couple of veterans here signed, though. Bulls signing Derek Favors, Warriors signing Javante Green. But it sounds like they're going to try to battle their way back through the G League. This isn't like they're going to be on the active roster to start the season. Is that is that accurate? And then is this a shift that we're going to, are we going to start to see more veteran players try to try to go this route, do you think? Yeah, so two different guys here, right, at different points in their career. So yes. we start with favors, very deep into his career, but clearly doesn't want to be done. Uh, he had done a really good, um, insightful interview with Michael Scotto of Hoopsite. So go check that out if you haven't yet. And he did say in there, like, my plan this year is to play in the G League. And then within a day or two of that that interview coming out, we get this news that he's signing with the Bulls. Some people may say, well, does he have a chance to make the Bulls? Not really. They've already got a full roster, and it's very hard to see somebody they would cut to keep favors, he's clearly well past being two-way eligible. Yes. So he's not going to play on a two-way contract. So that turns into, all right, yeah, I mean, favors will head off to the Windy City Bulls. And, yeah, I'd be guessing try to show enough. You know, show I can still play. I can still help a team. And then when we get to January, the beginning part of January, and it's 10-day season and the like, or if a team that just happens to have an open roster spot and is like, you know what we need? We need another big, like, could be the Celtics, right? Could be in that mm-hmm. position. Maybe they, you know, say, all right, yeah, he's looked pretty good in the G League and let's bring him in and let's go. And I think if you're Derek Favors, you're probably looking at it as two two things. I'm not I'm not gonna go and look so bad in the G League that everybody's gonna be like, all right, well, we're done. Let's see you right. later. Like right. it's, it's gonna hurt me. And he's probably almost looking at it as if I'm doing something, I'm at least somewhat in the eyes of the NBA decision makers sure. as opposed to a, and I'm just kind of calling it out because we know he wants to play in the NBA again, Dwight Howard, who's not going to be playing even NBA adjacent this coming season. And it's a little harder to decide, all right, he's playing in a second tier league, 
really third, fourth tier league yeah. in Taiwan, putting up massive numbers. But what does that mean? Right. Like, do we even want to go down that that path with bringing him in? We're favors. Hey, at least he's doing it against NBA adjacent guys. So let's go. Javante Green, slightly different situation, much you know, you know, younger into his career. Um, so he's I guessing after what was an injury filled year with the Bulls, is looking uh, all right. Hey, even if I don't make it, and there's some question on what the Warriors are gonna do with their yeah. last couple roster spots. Right now it's Rudy Gay, Rodney Magruder, Javante Green, all kind of in there, maybe you know, fighting for spots at the end of the Warriors bench. But I think at this point, Green's like same kind of thing, though. I'll catch on with a good organization, play in Santa Cruz, and maybe, you know, a month or two into the year or whatever, or at the latest when we get to 10-day season in January, I'll be ready for a call-up and we'll go from there. Right. And he's, you know, he's had a few cups of coffee in the league mm-hmm. and he's 30. So he's not, he's not like a, you know, 23 year old who went undrafted and is trying to battle his way in through the G. I mean, we're seeing more guys who are later into their careers and they're looking at the G league as an opportunity to potentially get them in front, as you're saying, to get them in front of, you know, NBA eyes and potentially get them back into the NBA. And I think it's interesting. Obviously, Derek Favors has done much, much more in the NBA than than Javante Green did. But just interesting to see guys taking this path. And then I'm not expecting it to work out a lot, but we may see a few guys that are able to have something of a resurgence. Maybe they get maybe they get a half a season more in the sun, right? That that's possible. But I think we're going to see this continue as the G League continues to grow and becomes more reputable and becomes more of a thing that teams are paying a lot of attention to. We're going to see this happen more and more, I believe. Yeah, and people may counter with, why don't these guys just go to Europe or go to China or go to Australia? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. One is, a couple of things is, one right now, the world's kind of a mess and Mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to get too far from home. I think there's a bigger part, though, is, there's not a lot of money left from other leagues because Australia season's already going. Um, if I, I, I may be off on that. I, I think they're already like into their preseason and in going most of Europe is already well into their preseason. So the bigger money contracts are just not available. Um, mm-hmm. China will get, I believe cranked up here in the next week or two. Um, and then the other thing is some guys, they just don't want to leave. Right. Yeah. And Javante green, for example, he already, did the Europe thing. He played overseas for, you know, I think it was either three or four years before he finally cracked um, an NBA role with the Celtics through basically what was a, hey, just come and be a summer league body. And then I think you and I were at that summer league together when he just dunked on everybody for the entire like week of summer league. And then it was like, next thing you know, hey, now you got a camp deal. And next thing it was, we got to keep this guy. We can't, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't cut him loose. So, um, it turns into a whole thing with that. So yeah, I think, you know, everybody's path is a little bit different, but I think you're absolutely right. We're going to see more vets kind of take this route and we'll probably see one to two to three of them pop and show back up on an NBA roster and stick on an NBA roster by, by the end of the season. I I think too, it could be as simple as family, right? These guys, as they're getting older, they're not going to yep. want to leave, you know, kids and and, and wives yep. and, and stuff like that behind. So, um, and schools already started for the year. Like, yep. you don't want to necessarily uproot them now. And, and just to and go, bring that up know, because Jason. Lauren, Lauren Holiday, did you see her post? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on social media. And she, oh, yeah. and she went in all that, like how they're, they're human beings and like this, this affects them and being traded and all that. And their kids have friends and, 
and all of that happens when you're trying to to uproot a family suddenly and and you get traded and and that sort of thing. So this isn't you know this isn't apples to apples necessarily. These are guys trying to make their way back into the NBA. But the same thing, like, do you want to do you either want to be away from your kids and away from your family while you're overplaying in Europe, or uh, or do you want to you know disrupt their school year and all of that? All that kind of stuff comes into play too. We look at well, why yeah. why would being in the G League have appeal to these guys versus going and playing? in Europe, especially if maybe there's a league that has a higher level of play uh, in Europe, there's a lot of factors, but it, it could be as simple as, as look it, from the human perspective, do you want to be able to see your family or, or not? And, and that, that could be, a, I mean, for obviously for a lot of us, that would be a huge factor in mm -hmm. the decision. Yeah. And I'm not Derek Favors accountant or financial advisor, but Derek Favors should be pretty well set for life, money-wise. He, he was in the NBA for a long time and made a good chunk of money, um, you know, uh, throughout the course of his career. No, he was not the, you know, he's never a max guy, but he always made, you know, good money uh, throughout the course of his career. So my guess is he's not, he's not in a spot where it's like, man, I need, you know, to go take the biggest offer sure. I can find. Because that's the other thing. These guys don't get more in the G League than the guys you reference, which the G League is, you know, historically and the bulk is still made up of, you know, guys between 22 and 27 that have been around for a while. They're, they're getting paid decently. But, you know, these guys, my guess is when all is said and done, they probably both get this $75,000 Exhibit 10 bonus, which means if you go and you mm -hmm. stay for 60 days with the G League affiliate, you get $75,000 extra dollars on top of your G League pay. My guess is that's what both of these guys got. And that's, you know, that's, you know, at least somewhat of the motivation, but more of the motivation is keep me close to the NBA, you know, where I can maybe get back in the league. So mm -hmm. it's, Absolutely. You know, I'm all for it, right? I mean, it's, you know, let's go. You know, if these guys can fight their way back on the rosters, you know, that's always a, a story I root for. For sure. For sure. All right, let's jump over to uh, Nuggets GM Calvin Booth uh, did a an interview with uh, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer. He said a lot of things that you don't typically hear GM say. Um, yep. Did, didn't really take the high road on, on some topics where, where you kind of would expect him to. Like, uh, like okay, this thing about, about Bruce Brown. He said some of these teams were trying to get Bruce, trying to make it worth it. It's like, just be careful what you wish for. Peyton's bigger. He's longer. He's more athletic. He guards better. He passes better. Uh, he's talking about Peyton Watson, by the way. Uh, he doesn't have the experience, and he's not as good offensively yet, but we need defense more than we need offense on our team. So, like, be careful what you wish for going after Bruce Brown, who's a player who just helped you win an NBA championship. That certainly raised some eyebrows. And then about Bones Highland said, I knew you couldn't have two guys that couldn't guard, and we couldn't have two guys that were young and kind of more me guys. Mike makes $30 million, talking about Michael Porter Jr. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA, so Bones, there's no place for you. This kind of came across as like taking shots at guys that have now parted ways with your organization. And, and a shot at Michael Porter Jr. Who's yeah, and a, and, and a guy who's still there. And Michael, because he's yeah. saying he's a me first guy. That's uh, I mean, it was it was surprising to see that coming from a general manager. Typically, you see teams, organizations who were the general manager is speaking for trying to take the high road as much as they can in, in these situations. And he very much did not do that here, kind of threw shade at, at a number of players. Look, we just talked about this yesterday with D'Angelo Russell saying, 
I was a liability on defense. I can't uh-huh. be that if I want to play. So I am all for candidness, right? If these sure. guys are going to be candid about stuff, players, coaches, GMs, whoever it is, I'm all for it. But it that doesn't mean it's not weird. <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't mean it's like, holy cow. So if we start with the Bruce Brown, Peyton Watson stuff, I am all for build up Peyton Watson by all means. Yeah. And I think that's really great. I don't know. One, I don't agree with most of what he said. I don't think I think Bruce Brown is a good defender. I think Bruce Brown is a good passer. I think Bruce Brown is a far better offensive player than anything Peyton Watson has showed, you know, obviously in the NBA, but even in his college time. So I think, you know, that, yeah, Peyton Watson's bigger. That is true. None of the rest of that rings true to me at all. So I don't, uh, you know, maybe maybe that is the way it turns out. Maybe I'm sleeping on Peyton Watson, who I actually kind of like as a player. But all right, so that's that part of it. And that piece, I, I I can read it as favorably as possible for Calvin Booth. I'm reading it as people were trying to weaken us by taking Bruce Brown away and thinking we're not going to be as good. Well, guess what? Peyton Watson's actually really good, right? And sure. that's that's like the, my best, most favorable way to read this. But <laughs> yeah. But it it came across as he's taking shots at Bruce Brown and saying, oh, "Be careful 100%. what you wish for by by signing Bruce Brown." Like it, yeah. that, you didn't need and to do goes, that in order to build up Peyton Watson. That's exactly it. That goes to the whole. And I've seen a couple people say, "Like, just build your own guy up. Why do you got to tear somebody else down in the process?" Like, yeah. you would that. Then, if we go to the second part of it, where he talked about, "All right, yeah, we moved on from Bones Highland." We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, again, no one's going to say you're wrong. Like, yeah, Bones Highland's not a great defender. Neither is Michael Porter Jr. But it's like, man, you like, all right, I guess, you know, my thing is, as a consumer of this stuff, I love it because I, you know, beyond the content it created for us today, like, I just love being able to get into what was the thought behind Trade X, 
right? And not just oh, to yeah. speak of, oh, we thought it'd be a better fit and we liked what, you know, this player brought. And we, you know, and he could have very easily said, well, there wasn't going to be minutes for Bones here. So we wanted to open up minutes for him somewhere else or what, you know, all the mm -hmm. standard stuff we hear. So I love that. But man, you know, even if you wanted to say, yeah, we didn't think he defended good enough. So we traded him. That's fine. But then you, dragged Michael Porter Jr. into a two and it's like Michael Porter Jr. is just standing there like man I just you know drive by shooting I got you know caught with some strays here and I wasn't even you know part of this whole conversation so like what are we doing and that's that's where it gets a little like oof you know and I, I do wonder like how did this because right if, if you're the Nuggets I don't know that you necessarily really care how Bruce Brown and Bones Highland take these comments because guess what they're not nuggets anymore well, what about the I, next that, guy? that's cold that's harsh i fully get that but I'm sure you're kind of like man you know that's you're not part of it anymore but michael Porter jr like you gotta go back to work today and see him and be like hey so you know i said what i said and maybe he's like yeah i'm not a good defender and i gotta be better right and maybe that's how it goes but man there was it was just out of nowhere to to see that it was kind of crazy it's it would be one thing if michael porter jr said you know what I've been too much of a me guy. Sure. You know, I need to I need to focus more on team first basketball or something, right? That that we would applaud and say it's being introspective and all that. For Calvin Booth to come out and say it's a Michael Porter Jr. is a, is just a me guy, and we, can, we can't have too many defense. we can't have too many of these guys in the in the locker room, right? Like, yeah. that's it's it's surprising that that he said that. And again, I I don't think this is going to be necessarily catastrophic to the Denver Nuggets or no. anything like this. But if this becomes like a regular thing, what ultimately can happen is free. And again, I'm not saying they're here right now, but free agents or players considering where to go may look at Denver and say, well, this is a this is a team that talks stuff about you when you leave. And sure. do and do I want and is and should that be a factor in my decision of where where I want to go again? I'm not saying anybody, not saying team players right now. If the Denver Nuggets called up and said, "Hey, we want to trade for you, or we want to offer you a contract," players are going to go, "Oh, nope, I saw what you said about Michael yeah. Porter Jr. I'm out." I'm not yeah. saying we're there, but if this were to become like a recurring theme, I think it could ultimately become a negative for for the Nuggets and their and their building efforts. Well, yeah, they're not building in this point, but you know what I'm saying. No, I totally get what you're saying, and I will say. I highly encourage everyone to go read uh, the article too, like all the way through, because these are the two big like pieces that have jumped out and they're all over everywhere yeah. um, today, but go read it because he does lend some insight into like, Hey, if we, and it, it's, it's in a good way where he's not like, yeah, we're going to be a dynasty and win, you know, three of the four next, three or four titles over the next five years or however he phrased it but mm -hmm. he does basically say hey if we do this right we we should be yeah. you know that's where we should be and he's not wrong right it kind of reminds me of the early warriors runs where it's like this is not a one-year thing like we're built to sustain this and as long as the nuggets are willing to kind of stray into areas that they haven't in the past of paying big luxury tax bills they should also be able to sustain this for you know several um you know, years because Jokic isn't going anywhere. Murray's not going anywhere. Gordon's not going anywhere. You, you know, you're just, you know, MPJ is as me as he is and doesn't defend as he is. Apparently he's still a big part of the team. So yeah, it's now about filling in around those guys. And that's, that's going to be the stuff to watch. And they've done a good job with drafting and developing players. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, they've got a bunch of interesting young guys that, you know, they're going to be looking forward to play roles over the next year or two plus. So I, I do see where they're like, yeah, this should be sustainable for us to keep this going. And, and he's got a lot of good thoughts on how they do that and the things they need to do. So read the piece by Kevin O'Connor over at the ringer, because there's beyond just these like, Holy cow quotes. There, there are some, there's a lot of good stuff in there about team building. All right, let's move on to uh, Scotty Barnes reportedly off limits, uh, according to Zach Lowe in any Damian Lillard trade talks between the Blazers and the Toronto Raptors. This does not surprise me at all because they've been very reluctant to include Scotty Barnes in any kind of trade talks for pretty much anybody. Um, so I, I'm really not surprised by this, but it just tells you it's more affirmation that Scotty Barnes didn't take you know necessarily the leap that we expected him to last year. Maybe the third year is going to be the, the big leap for him this coming season, but um, just gives you a little bit more affirmation that, hey, Scotty Barnes is a big part, if not the future, for, for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I would say he's the latter on that. I would say he he's what they're building everything around. Yeah. Now, again, a Jakob Pertles there, but it's kind of those two guys and then a bunch of dudes who are on you know, expiring in like two year contracts. And I know they've got like Grady Dick in the fold and the like, but for the most part, it is, you know, it, it's very limited, uh, you know, of their top end guys, how long their contracts run out. So it's, it was interesting. This is one of those things. Zach Lowe is so good at this. It's just kind of in there buried in as he did his league pass rankings mm -hmm. His uh first, uh, I think it was the, the, uh, 30 through 11 on his league pass rankings. And he, and it's when he gets to the Raptors, he kind of wrote about like, meh, it's the Raptors. And yeah. then just, there's a, there's a line in there about, you know, Scotty Barnes is back doing, you know, whatever it is Scotty Barnes does. And, you know, after he was declared off limits in trade talks for Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant the summer before. So this is what Zach does. He drops these nuggets in there. And if you don't read the whole thing and you just skim it, you're going to miss them. So you, so you got to read his stuff, you know, in depth, but yeah, I mean, it just doesn't really surprise me. I, you know, I, I'm not going to go as far to say if he was in the trade, uh, they would definitely have Damian Lillard right now. I maybe, right. Depends on what else was, was in that trade, but it's, uh, you know, certainly they weren't getting Damian Lillard without Scotty Barnes in the trade. So yeah. and they didn't get Damian Lillard. So yeah. So here we are. All right. Last thing we've got Luca. Luka Doncic is dealing with a calf injury, and that's going to keep him out the remainder of preseason. We talked about this yesterday, that the Western Conference, any kind of injury to any top player or you know a combination of role players could be a major setback for a team. So the Mavs will keep an eye on this calf injury for Luka and, of course, hope that he's, he's good to go for opening night coming up. God, I love that I can say this. It's next week. It's next <laughs> yes. week. Let's go. One week from today as we were. That's right. This, which is that's amazing. right. Um. Yeah, in what I, I'm struggling to think of it right now, but started last was it an ankle injury last year that he started the year with? Because he remember he was hurt. Uh, that sounds right. last year, and that Mavs team never never really got it going the way they they really wanted to throughout the course of the year. So you just you don't want to start buying the eight ball. It sounds like he'll be fine and ready to go on uh you know day one and you know regular season start, but it's just something we're gonna be watching now. And these calf injuries tend to be Things they they don't necessarily just heal and then never pop back mm -hmm. up. So look at look at Joe guy, Burrow this season. Luca plays through a lot, but he has not historically been like a quick healer, right? It seems like he's always kind of bothered by something. So and clearly he's going to play a massive role. So if this turns out, it's just 
the next week, then who cares? No one will remember and we'll right. move on. But if this is something where, you know, it's Halloween and it's like, yeah, that, that calf's really bothering him. And, you know, then that could turn into, well, Luke is not going to get shut down for a week or something. And then we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Then, then Halloween becomes extra scary for, yeah, for Mavs for fans Mavs. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So something to certainly keep an eye on. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't go the way of Joe Burrow where he's terrible the first like month, but, um, who he was dealing with a calf injury as well, but we'll see. Are they what, still what playing football? I because the Pat season ended like two weeks ago, so oh, I'm pretty they, out. They've been, they've been unwatchable. They, they've been so bad. They stink. They're terrible. They're so bad. They're, yeah, and I want to say I wanted to. I put this on Sunday. I was like, I want to believe they're tanking, but I know they're just bad. <laughs> they're yeah. just not a you know. And the other thing, a friend of mine asked, he goes, he goes maybe they're tanking. They'll get the first pick, and I said, yeah. And then he'll that'll trigger a you know tr- a chain of trade back trades that <laughs> just end up completely pissing me off. And you know, I you know I don't even know what to do if that happens. So that's right. They are the team that trades back like fifty Always. times. Yeah. yeah. And now with the draft being at night. It's like, like it's, it's that more so than games are going to be what probably puts my dad in the grave because he stays up to see who they pick, even though he watches exactly zero minutes of college football every year. That isn't the army Navy game. And then he's going to stay up to see. And then like they trade their pick out at, you know, generally sometime around 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Cause they're usually picking towards the end of the first round. And then right. he's like, yeah, I stayed up and they traded. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. That's why I don't even watch. <laughs> you know, I just watch. I watch the bottom line or, or I watch Twitter for one of the reporters to tell me the Patriots have traded back because that's the, just how it goes. And the NFL draft, I mean, 10 minutes between picks. And yeah. it, it's it, it's a long ordeal. And again, it's multiple days and everything. It makes the NBA draft seem lightning fast in, in yeah. comparison. And, and look, it's a big event. I'm not, the NFL does it the way they do it and, and it works. But yeah. Um, but that I, if your Patriots really got the number one pick and you've got Mac Jones as your quarterback right now, and Caleb Williams is sitting there, they're, they're not actually going to trade back in that scenario. Are they let's, if, if that's the scenario we're in come what's the NFL drafts now in like late April or May. Yeah. Um, we, you and I will put a, I will take the trade side of that bet and we will figure out some form of bet to be paid off at summer league, uh, next summer. <laughs> because like I that, that that quarterback is sitting there and you've got Mac Jones and they're gonna trade. You think you still think they're gonna do it? Yeah. I guess it depends what on what does. people offer. Depends yeah. on what people offer. And that's just what he does. Like he's you know, it's like, nah, man, no one guy's bigger than than the team, even though it turns out number 12 was pr- pretty good for 20 years and made it work. So I don't I we started last show with me ranting about stupidity. <laughs> I don't need to rant about <laughs> the Patriots. And quite frankly, nobody <laughs> wants to hear it. And I'm not even I'm not even angry anymore because they gave You're me 20 numb. years I never, ever, ever expected in my life because they were like the joke of the NFL for most of my formative years. Like they were a running joke on like the late night talk shows yeah. when they were, you know, like I, I literally remember one year I was like, they might not lose 10 games and like we we're all fired up and then they, they did anyway. And then I had 20 amazing years with six championships, including uh, two that I get to see in person. So like I'm not, I will never like, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about any anything with that. And it just now they're living life on the other side again. And it is yeah. what it is. It's, but it's I like flavor. it on this side with six banners hanging in the uh, stadium more so than I did on the, the, the first time around when I was like, I don't think we're ever going to see one of those. 
Sure. Ban- banners hang forever. And if it means you have to go through some seasons of mediocrity afterwards, that, so then you you deal yeah. with it, right? You deal with it. And that's how the NFL is set up. I was talking with someone for an article they were doing about the differences in the salary caps. And I was like the NBA guy. And he's like, what's the biggest difference between them and the NFL? I was like, in the NFL, it seems like you can do whatever you need to do in the moment to create cap space, yeah. knowing at some point down the line, you'll have to pay the piper. And oh, like yeah. it's all gonna come home to roost, and you're gonna you're you're gonna be hurting for you know at least a year or two, and that's you know I mean that's kind of where you know, the paths have been over the last few years. So it is what it is. Could you imagine how much our jobs would change if the NBA had non guaranteed contracts yeah. to the degree the degree that the NFL does, or if you had the ability to restructure contracts? Can you imagine how many people would be getting saying, "Well, what if?" What if LeBron restructures his contract? Then right. what is the cap? We would spend every day, all day. Oh, every answering day. Questions yeah. like that. Yeah, because yeah, we'd be in December and it'd be like, oh yeah, a guy restructured to create room to sign player X from the G League to a real yeah. contract. Yeah. As complicated as people think the NBA cap is, they'll you know, take it over the NFL one a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, before we start ranting too much again, let's, we'll call it a day. Here. At least we last, saved it for the end. Last show we did. We didn't even schedule in uh, scheduled nonsense. We just we just added some nonsense uh, in there, but unscheduled nonsense. Uh, the last show we started off saying we got our ranting over with, and then immediately started ranting, <laughs> which, which is great. Which surprisingly, shockingly, multiple people noticed on both, uh, you know, uh, the comments in YouTube and uh, various social media channels. So yeah, most people were good natured about it and seemed to think it was pretty funny. I thought I thought it was, and in hindsight, <laughs> in hindsight, I'm a little bit biased, but still. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us again. Make sure you do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to go follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.